Hello and welcome to Two Nerds Sitting on a Couch, in which two nerds sit on a couch and discuss science fiction and fantasy. At least a decade ago, two nerds went and visited our friend Ian, who is a physicist, writer, and all-around polymath. Conspiracy theorist. Yeah, well... Aficionado. Sorry, conspiracy factist. <laughs> aficionado of conspiracy theorists. We went and visited him down in uh, New Mexico. And uh, I just remember really, really fondly, um, he had, you know, he had this bookshelf. And it was this just long lit line of um, crackpot books, right? And he's like, okay, so I'm going to take you on a journey now. And he, he pulls down one book. And they're by, um, I think, Christopher Knight and Alan Butler, I think are the names of these guys. And it starts with, like, and they, and they all have sort of leading questions as their beginning points. It's like, how do the um, Freemasons really run everything, right? So it's, you know, it starts with, like, here's how the Freemasons slash Illuminati run everything. And then it, you know, and then the next book, it's like, it builds on that and it's like, how is it that the Freemasons slash Illuminati, you know, commune with aliens? And then the next one is like, how did they do do that only with ancient aliens? Anyway, after about five books of the sort of like increasing architecture of um, crackpot theories, um, it culminates in a book called Who Built the Moon? which I just thought was the funniest thing I'd ever heard of. And, it, you know, and I would bring it up occasionally in my Goodreads days just to sort of blow people's minds because they were like, are you serious? That's really a thing? And I was like, yeah, it is. Fast forward at least a decade because it's been a while. And uh, Who Built the Moon is regularly on sale and, like, promoted in, like, Amazon emails. <laughs> and it's because director... Roland Emmerich has made a moon call made a moon has made a movie called Moonfall. Moonfall. Colin, who built the moon. Yes. And it is 135% based on the theories in that book. The the central theory is that the moon is a megastructure that is artificial for various reasons, which the book goes into. Mm -hmm. And if you if you really want to know all of the incredibly bad science behind it, um, you know, definitely, I'm sure the book is worth reading, although I've never actually read any more of it than the title. No. Because the title pretty much told me everything I needed to know, which is that the moon is artificial, it's hollow. Yep. And inside, um, I don't know, you, you can picture yourself, what, whatever you want inside. What do you want? Dinosaurs? Who cares? <laughs> Nazis? There's, there's Nazis. Sure, why not? And uh, maybe but Abraham Lincoln? In this movie, there is a white dwarf in the middle, which, okay, as an aside, we were watching this with Ian, who, being the aforementioned physicist, Sist, yes, which is just, it's if you have the opportunity to watch Moonfall with a physicist, I absolutely recommend I abso it. Oh my God. Because they will tell you things like, there's no way a white dwarf could fit inside the moon. And then explain also that the density of the white dwarf would mean that the orbit would be completely different. And all just all kinds of stuff. There are all kinds of things that are quote unquote wrong with this movie. <laughs> and 
I mean, and then also... But, I mean, the, the one thing that he agreed with, in principle, is that the moon is a, me- is a megastructure. Right, right. Like, He's, of course it's hollow. Right, there's obviously. There's just not... There's not a white dwarf in the middle of it. No, 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 no. That's just it's like dinosaurs. strains credulity. <laughs> but... Yeah. Um, yeah. But so so anyway, I mean, it starts. There's a space shuttle, and and it's. I remember thinking at the time, Roland Emmerich really wishes that he directed Gravity. Absolutely, because 100%. that's really what it is. It's like, and 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 it's a good way to start because it's like if you liked Gravity, you'll like the first couple of scenes of this movie, and if, <laughs> and if you liked. Um, what was Deep Impact? What was the Armageddon? What was the one where they landed the space shuttle in the the L.A. River? That that. Was the core the core? Oh God! Because Speaking, because if what's, you like the core, what, oh. you will like this movie. Oh, the core is a better movie by like several oh. magnitudes of order. Yeah, but I mean, like if they had Stanley Tucci in this movie, then then maybe maybe I could see it. But it was, I mean, the, the core thought that it was really funny. It thought it thought itself a quite. It was having it was having a pretty darn good time with itself. And but but Moonfall is. A little, a little more serious. It's more like 2012 serious. Where, well, like, like, yeah, we're poking fun at this megastructure theory, but that's only because nobody knows the real specifics of why, like, who actually built the moon. Right, right, so right. So we can say whatever we want, ha ha, mm-hmm. ha ha, right? Ha-ha. But it, seriously, no, it's but big, really, it is. It's artificial. Yeah, and speaking of 2012, so I just looked this up because I was like Roland Emmerich. Like, I knew for sure that he had done Independence Day, which, when you think about it is actually kind of like the kind of perfect end, ga- end game of like, you know, 90s disaster films, right? Yeah. Like, I think it just sort of, it got, you know, it went there, gleefully blew a bunch of shit up, and, you know, there was quipping in Will Smith and, and you know, and and Goldblum as buddy cop situation, and, and it was wonderful, right? So he did that. Interestingly, he also did um, Stargate, which is another... I love that movie. Yep, that's a good one. Um, he did 2012, which is terrible, but I love it. He also did The Day After Tomorrow, which is terrible and I don't love it. Yeah, that one was dumb. That one was dumb. Um, and he also did... I don't know, a couple other movies that I was like, I hate that movie. So, so I don't know, my track record with him is just like... Mixed bag. Yeah, it's a mixed bag. But he definitely has his things. Like, he hates stepdads. He um, is going to blow up, like, major landmarks. And that's the real reason you want to watch this movie is because of the trailer. You know, I mean, it's this movie is is like is like the trailer extended version Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. like you get to see all kinds of disasters unfold when the moon swings near enough the earth to cause gravity to sort of behave in um quote unquote wrong ways (laughs) um not the least of which is that it's like it it selectively sucks the atmosphere out oh, that or, was so wonderful. or cars but not people or you know i mean there's all kinds of things that happen like all of a sudden you know our gravity is you 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 know like and yeah i mean technically if the moon were to get a lot closer to earth you would definitely feel lighter if you weren't already completely dead at that point <laughs> Like yes, that that is probably true in a, in a certain sense of the word. I have to say that 
part of part of watching why it was so wonderful watching it with a physicist is it like like oh so in the beginning when we have the scene of this the shuttle and it is completely ripped out of you know gravity where we have you know the woman back in the on the station and we have you know what's his face doing a spacewalk with a buddy that's totally like Clooney and and whoever that guy who died and and uh, Bullock, right? It's the exact right. same setup. Oh, right, yeah. Um, and so... From, from gravity. From gravity. And uh, so, yeah, and, and then just like gravity, um, like a nanite swarm come and <laughs> comes and attacks it. Um, and this, like, you know, his buddy gets killed and everything gets ripped up and it totally acts, you know, it's all centrifugal motion and yelling and, and a lot of camera work. And then he somehow manages to land the shuttle despite the fact that it doesn't have any electronics and this was the first time that um uh ian started hyperventilating <laughs> like he's like you can't land a shuttle without electronics on board it's not even possible yeah as i understand it it's not it's not fly by wire it's it's no you know because it's you don't actually have any physical or, or it is I guess that means it is fly-by-wire. It's it, it's not like yeah. It, it's all electronics. If you don't have electronics, it's not like the ailerons are are connected to foot cables. Right. It's not a biplane. Right, and you can't you can't like bank. You know what I mean? There's no. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think that people <laughs> see the, the, shuttle, that the shuttle has wings and they assume that it's like an airplane, and it is, except for the fact that it. It's more like a wingsuit than an airplane. It's not mm-hmm. what you'd call maneuverable in mm-hmm. in like like an airplane. In a would classic be. sense, like yeah. yes, it it has wings with you know it, it it's got flaps and ailerons and and all the things that you'd think would be good for controlling an airplane, and it works that way, right? For sure, briefly. But you're definitely not going to be, you know, landing that shit. Landing that shit at an airport. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so. He manages to just somehow land it, and then um, for whatever reason, and I none of us could figure this out because so it it gets attacked by nanites, and it's yeah. clear that it's been like. But they're nanites that are in snake form, like the abyss. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like, like which abysses also, also. I think that that Roland Emmerich wished he had directed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it yeah, so it comes and it like dings everything up, and everything's all cronk and everything, and then. Um, when he gets back down to Earth... Like space tremors. Space tremors. <laughs> when he gets down to Earth, like, apparently NASA is a bunch of dicks, and it, and they're like, yeah, it was clearly user error. And I was like, but there's, like, you can see, there's, like, I mean, how did he user error, like, the dings on the outside of the fucking shuttle? Like, yeah. it doesn't make any... Anyway, so they fire him, and he ends up, I don't know, being a sad drunk and, and or that something. to me was one of the most unbelievable parts of the movie is that NASA would fire an astronaut for, you know... Having some catastrophic having event, some event happen. happen. I mean, like, they're not going to... I mean, they may not let you be an astronaut anymore, but they're definitely not going to just fire you. I mean, like... Right, and blame you, don't you get for like, it? It was like a court-martial, and it's like... It was like a court martial, and also, like, they were like... NASA doesn't could, work that couldn't way. it have been, like, at, you know, a... a asteroids or something and he's like no it was aliens and they're like well obviously then it's your fault and i was like why don't you just say like clearly he's mistaken it was asteroids or yeah, whatever he was really broken up about the whole thing and has <laughs> gone off his rocker right it's just you don't need to pin it on him anyway the whole thing so so this is the first point 
that Ian's like, this is not, none of this makes any sense. And by the end, he, it was like all caps in italics and bold. And he was like, none of this is survivable. This is not survivable. He kept repeating over and over. I mean, I think he pointed out that like, you know, you, you lose, you lose like one yard worth of material off of the exterior and then the whole thing blows up. I mean, it doesn't take much to blow up a space shuttle. In fact, it takes an enormous amount of effort to not blow up. Right. It's, just, it's got you like know? it's anti like, I, I think that's one of the things that muscles. like NASA has these statistics where they're like, well, you know, I mean, there's a 2% chance that the shuttle could explode. They're like, I like those odds. And it's like, no, no, no. I mean, like literally like mm-hmm. 2% of the shuttles, if we set up a hundred shuttles, two of them are going to explode. Right. And NASA's like, I like those odds, mm-hmm. you know? So it, it gets translated through the ranks very weirdly when you have engineers saying things statistically mm-hmm. and then having some, bureaucrat or politician be like i like those odds yeah you know? right. I mean, which is just like yeah totally silly so then 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 the the movie sort of veers into the into the conspiracy fact territory with, really uh, fast Sa- uh sam, sam well, tarley the sam wise tarley sam wise <laughs> <Sam-wise-Gam-G. laughs> the uh the sam from game of thrones yep um who inexplicably has uh, an english accent he's english the whole movie he he's no Eng- really good reason well, well, that's his accent. That's what he sounds like. Yeah, living in America on what visa? The crackpot theorist <laughs> visa? <laughs> sure, what, what does he do for a living? I, I, he's a janitor. No, he works at a chicken Maybe, place. He I works guess. at a chicken place. So the chicken place is getting him his green card? Are they sponsoring his, his visa? His mom's or... are too, so clearly he came yeah. over when he was young. I guess. The whole thing is just really, like, again, that's what I find really unbelievable about this. That the moon is hollow is without question. <laughs> But that there are Brits living and working in America seems. I don't know. Really I just I feel like I've known suspect. British people who were um, like waitresses and stuff. Anyway, he's got this whole idea that the moon is a megastructure, and he's known this for years. And um, he somehow manages to scam time with, uh, um, you know, various telescopes. It's like Caltech or something, or whatever. right? And data, data, like looking through data or whatever. And like, so he discovers that the moon is actually coming closer to the earth now. All of a sudden it's changed course. Yes. Which, um, as Ian pointed out, <laughs> moons don't do. And <laughs> and so it changes course inexplicably because I, I don't know. Moons thrusters. don't do that. I don't even know how they explained it in the movie. It makes no sense that it would move like that. But who cares? So it's coming towards the earth. And very like it's like, coming right like, for us. Like Melancholia, which if you want to see a movie about the destruction of the Earth by another celestial body, Melancholia is the that is the choice. That is the finest movie about the Earth getting destroyed, right? By another celestial. Although body. I mean, in the category of the Earth and another uh, celestial body coming closer to us, there's also another Earth. Which is a very fine film as well. Yeah, but that's more about there's another Earth out there coming close right. to us. It's it's more like hey, like you can wave at them and it's fine. Like gravity doesn't get weird. Like if you like if you like weird gravity movies, there's this really cool movie called um, Upside Down. Upside Down, which it features two different planets. Is that the one? Yeah. And and there's a guy who work and there's a tower connecting them. And it's there's this like guy who works for the company. And yeah. like one one of the planets is the exploited. It's it's the one that the so they like mine it for for whatever right. inverse gravity stuff. Um, 
but the idea of, of that one is that like gravity is reversed and so you carry your reverse gravity with you and it's a good thing we didn't see that one with the end because that makes no sense at all but but that's clearly like a like, fairy tale yeah it's totally a fantasy but it but it's it's kind of neat like in its in its unreality like the the one person it's on, cool that they have it worked out too. yeah yeah they did have it all work out like you could take pieces of the other planet and stuff it in your clothes and that would weigh you down on the other planet so you wouldn't fly up Right. In the air of the other planet, but that would just kill you. I mean, like that would be like falling from from space, basically. Right. right. You know, which yeah, is, yeah. is you know, I don't know if anybody's fallen from space, but it's it it's, would be very painful. It would be a problem, yeah. Um actually it probably wouldn't be painful at all if you didn't pass out before you hit the you ground. Would, you would you would pass out. It would be fine. You, you would there would yeah. Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> the point being is the moon is coming closer to the earth. Yes. We don't know why, but then there's a whole bunch of wacky hijinks with um Halle Berry, who was Sandra Bullock. Yep. Um, she's now the director of watching TV screens. I, yeah, I, I NASA adjacent? I, NASA TV screens of some sort. And so... <laughs> she's um, director of watching TV screens. I mean, and the, like, I gotta say, the plot of this movie, while being really straightforward, the moon crashes into the earth, and mm-hmm. people deal with that fact mm-hmm. in various ways. Um but when it comes to the nitty-gritty of actually working out the details of what things happen and how people get from place to place, I'm it just to be honest, I was lost for most of the movie. And, None of and it, it was made. like, why are they doing this again? And like, wait a minute, how did this happen? And yeah. why are we suddenly Why are we here? Like and everybody's going to Colorado. Why do they think Colorado is safe? And then Colorado because NORAD, it's under a mountain, which like But they never actually know. said NORAD out loud. Right. And I think I think that the unspoken, you know, foil here is uh-huh. that NORAD is a megastructure that we built in Oh, is that the Earth, is that you know? the di- the same it's, it's same the same, same. Like, yeah. so that like it proves that that obviously this this whole thing is true. Um, but I don't really understand. Like at, at one point they're like they're at I'm guessing Cocoa Beach because they're in in Florida, and were they ever in Florida? I thought they were in Cal. I thought they were in California. California were, like, doing the launch was... from California I... or Houston. I don't know. It's not really all that clear. <laughs> no, it's so, not. I know. I think they were in Florida because they, there was all this stuff about the the ocean coming in and sweeping Miami around. So it had to be Cocoa. Was Beach. it Miami? Because where else would they be? I, you know what. I honestly have no idea. Yeah, I know because the movie makes no sense. So, but but it was really dramatic the way the water just sort of rose into the air because like if you if you really want to see tides with the moon really close, it, yeah. it looks mostly like floating water. Um, but there was this whole scene where Halle Berry inexplicably sends all of the people who are responsible for launching the space shuttle home. Because they're like, well, this one minor problem is preventing us from doing anything. It wasn't. It wasn't. We a... give up, and so everybody go home. So everybody leaves, and then they're like, oh, this turns out it wasn't a problem. But now we don't have anybody left to launch the shuttle. Oh, JK, and then they launch it anyway. anyway. Yeah. Which, I mean, again, it's weird. It's like, and that's when we learned that Roland Emmerich wishes he had directed Space Camp. Because yes. Yes. This yes. is a movie about some random people yep. like plucky sam tarley yep who has no business being anywhere near a space shuttle no somehow he gets himself launched into space because he's the current resident expert on megastructures which by the way is a made-up thing that's like (laughs) that's like being a xenobiologist like i'm an expert in in the biology of aliens right which don't exist right you know like 
Okay. Which we don't know anything about. Yeah. Actually. I mean, like, I think you could you could know stuff about, like, theoretically what they might be like, given the state of the universe as we understand it. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, they probably aren't made out of uranium. No. There's probably, probably not a uranium-based life form. The, I, and I am now a xenobiologist. I'm not a physicist, so I couldn't say for certain that that was quote-unquote wrong. <laughs> um, but anyway, so like one of the one of the features of the moon coming closer to the Earth like this is that in order to launch a space shuttle, you pretty much just toss it into the air like a baseball because gravity's all messed up. So why not? Yeah. And so, so it's they're totally like, yeah, just we'll like, totally yeah. just launch this with, with one rocket or whatever. You know I mean? Like the it's whole missing thing a rocket, really I think. Which, I don't know which rocket it's missing because it had the two rockets, it had the main tank. What, what other you, rocket is yeah, there? I mean... I mean Unless they built a different space shuttle. Oh, but also, I think we need to back up just a little bit because, like, so, you know, Halle Berry's the director of the place with TV screens. Yes. And she she talks to, you know, the guy who isn't George Clooney. And he and Sam Tarly. Yeah. um, They all show up and they're like oh my God, the, you know, the moon's filled with aliens and they're, you know, obviously piloting at, at the earth and we're all going to die because of this alien shit. Right. right? And then somebody, and it's, it's totally like that scene in, um, Independence Day that's, uh, like a million times better where the, where the, um, president is like, there aren't any aliens. Area 51 isn't, you know, full of aliens. And then the guy says, that's not entirely accurate (laughs) but and so it's that scene only delivered badly where it turns out the united states government has known about the alien the nanobot whatever the fuck swarm shit in the moon they've known about this since whenever so they totally fired yeah they knew about it yeah. That not George Clooney guy yeah. for no really good reason, even though they knew he was right. Yeah. And, you know, I feel really bad because I've, I've forgotten his name and he's the guy who's in all the Conjuring movies. Like pa- and Patrick. Patrick something. something. Or maybe Patrick's his last name. I don't know. It doesn't matter. So, anyway, they're like, yeah. Um, yeah. And we totally started a project uh, program and it was called like Zulu Tango 3 or some nonsense, which was really great. Yeah. Um, but we. You know, we decided that um, an existential threat to the entire human race, uh, we didn't want to waste the budget on it. So they shut yeah. it down. And I was like... And that, that actually is totally plausible. <laughs> like, it is, actually. This may cost us a little bit of money, so therefore it's not worth doing it all. Right. No, I mean, th- that was actually, on one level, like the only believable thing in this movie. Because we actually, <laughs> we actually do have a global existential threat that literally all the governments on earth are ignoring. Yeah. Um, so, so that's fun. I like that one. Um, anyway, so yeah, so that, that happens before they go to the shuttle. And then there's also some shenanigans. Just, I don't know why we care, but I guess there has to be a movie. Um, or there has to be plot where, uh, Halle Berry, her son and their, Chinese au pair and uh, not George Clooney's wife and her evil new husband right? played by and this hurts my feelings played by 
uh, Michael Pena. Yeah. Who should not be playing an evil character. Well, I mean, unless it's a funny evil character. Right. Which this wasn't. He was totally wasted in this movie. Totally wasted. Such an embarrassment. Anyway, so they're they're all, like, hanging out together somehow. And, oh, and also um, not George Clooney's um, wastoid son. They're they're all hanging out together trying to get to Colorado or something. I don't even I don't even know what the problem right. well, is. Well he busts his wastoid son out using his astronaut creds or something. I don't even know. Or I can't whatever. even remember. Because it like, doesn't oh, matter. No, it's it's because he's supposed to be going to NORAD. It's like they're treating NORAD like the Ark in twenty in uh, the, the uh twenty twelve. Twenty twelve. Where you can buy a seat on it or whatever, unless you're actually an astronaut and you're necessary, in which case then suddenly you and your whole family and anybody you happen to know is eligible for being saved forever in NORAD. I, as an aside, I've actually been in NORAD before. Oh, I have you? Live, yeah, I used to live in Colorado and my school took a tour of it. And there's actually a picture of me in the local paper standing in front of the reservoir. Um, oh, wow. And, and there's a little boat right there and it's like, you know, I had a little hard hat on. I'm not sure. They gave us all hard hats for some reason, I guess, because rocks could fall from the top of the cave. But, I mean, realistically, if... If, if that were likely, why that's, would you build your whole that's like thing a, in a cave? Like a CYA. It's a cool place. Like all the buildings are on these enormous springs. And really? And, yeah. I mean, like they're just visible. Yeah. I mean, like this what? is all in a giant cave underground, right? Like they they've hewn this out of the rock, and then what? It's enormous. I mean, there's this door that's like six feet thick, that like you know, presumably they would shut in the event of a, a nuclear war or whatever. Um, and that's what the like the reservoir is for, is so that you could have your your complete giant source of drinking water for everybody who's mm-hmm. actually in NORAD. Um, but what there isn't is a whole lot of room for a bunch of fucking refugees. <laughs> you know, if this isn't a place where the where the president is going to bunker down. I mean, that's just this is this is the place where they make sure that they have a hardened. Um, you know, base of operations for, for, you know, I mean, generally what they do is they track all of the satellites. So they're also tracking ICDMs and everything else that might be coming at us. So they're, they're kind of the, the, the place where you defend from space, you know? Right. Right. Um, theoretically they could withstand a, a nuclear attack or, or whatever. They um, also, they also track Santa every Christmas. Yeah. Which I think is kind of cute. Anyway. So the astronaut non-George Clooney is like, hey, I will totally help you with your shuttle problem, but you have to spring my son from jail. And so somehow, this doesn't make any sense either. Like, the, the commander of NORAD calls <laughs> the local police station and springs his kid. Right. Which I can't imagine a world in which the legalities of that make any okay, sense but, whatsoever. But also, at this point, we like... Oh, we had, end we of the had world, it. you say? Yeah, I'll spring him right away. You know, like... <laughs> Who'd you say you were again? <laughs> well, but also, I mean, like, like the fucking tsunamis everywhere, and like, is anybody at the station? You know, yeah. I mean, whatever. That that part, I'm not even gonna ding them about because it's stupid. Yeah, the whole thing is totally silly. Anyway, but the idea is then now it's a road trip where like right? this kid gets in the car with with a bunch of other people and drags them, <laughs> you know, dragging their asses out to Colorado. Um, because that's going to be the only place that's safe from the moon crashing. Well, I mean, that, that was something I mean, that Sarah kept yelling. She said, she was like, event. she was like, why are they all going to Cal or Colorado? Why is it safe? Why are they doing this? None of yeah, this makes, it sense. makes no sense. 
But I mean, I could see if you had taken a tour of NORAD, you'd be like, oh, I could see how that might survive. Mm-hmm. You know, like if the moon hit on the other side of the well, planet, like speaking like, of yeah, what, what it was would it? be bad, but you know, it'd be fine. Deep it's impact, big. I think it, they they used NORAD as like a an arc. That's yeah. I mean, it was kind of like a Dante's peak like Fro- sort of Frodo Baggins and Lily Sobieski on the motorcycle or whatever. Right, that happens. So yeah, I mean, sure. I mean, it's. That's the thing where it's like that's sort of plausible, and that's all conspiracy theories need is a little bit of plausibility. Um, but anyway, so yeah, they, they yeah. So what? then yeah, so now after we're, so, we're we're gonna so launch that's this, the, this. That's right. That's the B plot, and then the A plot has all of these assholes, which, which actually is sort of like Independence Day, where it's like, and now we're gonna follow the president's wife, right. And and, the, and and the girlfriend, the, you know, the girlfriend and the and son whatever, and, and the... their road trip to wherever the hell they're going. Right. Um, but yeah, so that really doesn't make a lot of sense, and it doesn't need to because who cares? I mean, no, it really cares, doesn't. Really? But it... the main thing is let's get this shuttle into space because it turns out all you need to do is toss it up there like a baseball, mm-hmm. so we don't actually need all of those ground crew people or electronics for that matter. No. Let's just get this no. this thing let's up just in get the this air on the road, and so. They do, and even so, there's there's like problems during the launch or whatever, and it's like, why bother? And it's just fine. The problems you're just gonna invent a solution. I do. I do have to say that like having the moon suck it up. Halle Berry and Patrick Wilson—that's his fucking name. Patrick Wilson and Halle Berry are both, um, you know, astronauts who have to be in absolute like prime condition Mm -hmm. to go up into fucking space because and you need an incredible amount of training because the ability to like it's not even withstanding the g's it's just like figuring out how to like not throw up get through it without barfing in your suit right and like i mean they i mean they have a thing literally called the vomit comet for this for astronauts and they have to go into it enough so that they stop barfing yeah like um Anyway, so these two people who are supposedly astronauts are like, yeah, Sam Tarley, who is, you know, Portly. a heavy guy. And like, I'm not ragging on him. He looks great. It's just he's not in like condition to go in a Yeah, fucking... no, I mean, he's he's in the condition that you would need to have a spacesuit made for you because they don't have them in your size. They don't have them which, for him. To be fair, like, I don't think they have off the shelf like I think they're um, all pret-a-porter, you know but, what I mean? <laughs> yeah, anyway, in general, sorry, I don't think you're just going to be able to, to be like, you know, hey, let's just hop on this space shuttle. Like, you know, Halle Berry and I have our own suits. Like, what do you got? Oh, a hefty bag? Sure, why not? Like, here's a helmet. Tie it to your hefty bag and let's go. <laughs> it's like airtight, right? And it doesn't matter anyway because we'll spend most of the time in the capsule and we won't even... Put our helmets on. Oh which my god! Why will doesn't be a anybody? Point later. Why doesn't any put a put a fucking helmet on? Yeah, I mean, there's actually the whole scene where it's like, you know, oh my god, there's no oxygen here. Well, if only I had some sort of thing to enclose my head <laughs> that would help me breathe. The whole thing is just like silly. It's silly, nonstop silly. So they they fly up in the space shuttle. Yep. And the space shuttle poops out a smaller space shuttle, which in turn has a little moon rover car stuck to the back of it. Oh my god, yeah. It's totally like nesting dolls. Of like... Yeah, it's like this like <laughs> Matryoshka shuttle that, that the, I mean, the goal is to get to the moon and 
get into the into the into the yeah. moon. Yeah. So shuttle yeah. in space. They're gonna tiny... blow up some. They're gonna blow up the blow up the EMP. No, that because with the EMP. Like the Zulu Tango Foxtrot nonsense had made a alien busting EMP. Right, and so it's like it just happens to be attached to this little rover, which. I mean, again, sort of feels like the core a little bit. A little bit. In, in, and, and it actually ends up that way, too, where it's like, oh, I got to stay behind and detonate it manually. And it's just like, oh, oh. Stanley, Stanley Tucci did that scene already. And it was just no, amazing. No, but he did it so I mean, I'm sorry. That, like, if you were like, what are some of your, like, favorite scenes in cinema? I'd be like, number one, Stanley Tucci dictating his fucking stupid memoirs to himself in an empty like <laughs> car <laughs> before he's gonna blow up while smoking yeah and then realizing that nobody's ever gonna hear his dictation so he stops dictating and starts laughing yeah it's wonderful it is pretty wonderful i mean so if you like that scene you'll love the core no yeah you'll look well i mean yeah not anyway, this so <laughs> and, and then there's the whole the whole thing where it's like there's this perfectly round hole in a crater that obviously the the nano nanobots have have flown out through and they pop out of it looking almost exactly like that giant worm worm from uh star wars you know where the, yeah. the, the millennium falcon flies into the hole and it's like leatherwing minox and whatever right right so they basically do that scene so if you like that scene you'll totally like star wars mm-hmm. and so they they do that and they fly in and eventually the walls get all smooth and it's like well did the nanobots eat through there or is that just how the megastructure of the moon works where there's right. just this big well, tunnel that goes into the middle and I think there is just a tunnel that goes into the middle and it's just I guess it's like a, it's like happenstance the, that they happen to find the tunnel on the whole surface like, of the moon which is granted smaller than the Earth but still, by just enough to make an eclipse <laughs> coincidence. I think not. No, of course it's not a coincidence. The moon was built, but I think that to be exactly. I big think that that, that hole with... was like the exhaust port in the fucking Death Star. That's what yeah. that was. Yeah. So they they flew down into that and then eventually discover that in fact it is it is a megastructure and then mm-hmm. the nanobots chase them. Um, but it seems like they're being helped by someone inside the megastructure mm-hmm. uh, who turns out to be, I guess, an AI? Another AI? A good AI? Yeah, so... Not people, though, I because... Ca- I called this really early on that the moon itself was built by, like, the greys, who are the good ones, right? Oh, right, And then right. the nano fuckers are, like, the black oil people in... Right. right. And if you like it's the greys versus... alien tribes, you'll love the X-Files. Right, exactly. So, yeah. so that's totally the plot there, is that, like, all of the nanite bullshit, that's all evil, and they're against the good megastructuralists and then they go through this whole exposition about how the um how this all came to be and it's and it's basically what what happened was is they taught all of their ai what fire hydrants and stoplights look like (laughs) and then then it took over and tried to kill them so they built these megastructures right to fly to other find other habitable planets and colonize them um, but only one of them, them escaped with humanity. And that was ours. And and then eventually this this thing, you know, caught, caught up with us. Um, but that was well after we had seeded our planet with with life and left the moon in orbit for I don't know why. Because it's the perfect size to create an eclipse. I'm sorry, none of it, none of none of that makes any sense because it's in it. 
And speaking of, I mean, this is like, was it Star Trek or was it Voyager? One of them does this whole thing where it's like, it turns out there were aliens in the past that seeded, you know, the whole oh, universe. Yeah. And yeah. that's why everybody's... That was, by, I think, Next that's Generation. Why, why all aliens... Oh, it was, probably was Next Generation. That's why all aliens are basically bipedal with face things and... Right. Not like, silicone-based like the Horda. Right. Horla. Right. Horla. Yeah. Yeah. So, sure, why not? Right? Yeah. Um, they have an alien called the Horla? Yeah. It's a lava tube-making lava monster that's silicone-based that Vulcan Spock has to Vulcan mind meld with to be like pain. So then what they do is they get bones, they they, they transport him down mm-hmm. and bones is like that's just wrong. <laughs> and then then they, they're like, we need to fix this thing and he's like, you know, I'm a doctor, not a bricklayer and then he puts a bunch of cement on the side of this thing that had been hurt by some miner's phaser blast. Uh, um, well, but it was just trying to protect its eggs, which were perfect silicone nodules and the miners kept stealing them to use as bowling balls or something i don't know mm, well i just asked because uh the horla is actually a short story a very early gothic short story i mean involving a lava tube monster well no it's it's probably early 1800s anyway it is one of the most like disturbing and hysterical it's a it's a pistolary and it's this guy who becomes convinced that there's this thing called a horla um that is like invisible and infecting his home and mm-hmm. it's like from brazil maybe and uh he he like that's kind of how it starts yeah the episode. and so he he it like it is epistolary and he literally starts all capsing and multiple explanation points saying at points yeah and uh and i mean i i don't really want to give away the ending but it like like eventually he trains it to dig tunnels for for the miners well it, eventually um he murders his entire family hmm. and because of the horla that anyway but i mean i'm sure the star trek episode no was. obviously not but i i that's probably a hat tip to the to oh the i'm horla. sure it is yeah i i highly recommend reading the horla it would take it takes you like a half an hour and it's totally like on google books it's yeah. like it's completely <laughs> in the public domain it's so good yeah um, four quat loose. I'm like totally off topic here. I mean, part of it is because What's this movie, the topic, the topic the movie is... is all over the place. It's like we yeah. all this this was really exciting. We'll throw it in there. Yeah, you know? I mean, it was like everything that you could think of that was cool about any sci-fi movie was in this movie. And if you like those movies, you know, you'll like the scenes that they, <laughs> the individual that stolen scenes from in this yeah. movie. Um, but I mean, ultimately, it's like they they do figure out how to kill the thing with an EMP, but it involves like setting it off manually right? and, well, and having they... electronics, which is just sort of funny because it's like, what are your, what are the computer screens? If that's not electronics. Well, right. Cause like, like, like when they get there, like the, the, the evil nano swarm is there and there he's like, Oh shit. It can tell I'm holding a, a detonator and he's like smash smash and like i'm like you're there has to be like a heater like the vacuum of space is fucking cold like it's not you know yeah absolute zero but it's close you know 
Like the only thing <laughs> keeping it from being that is the background radiation the of the universe. The thing that bugs me about this is that it's like people treating electronics like it's magic. And it's like, it actually is no different from a heater or a light bulb, which is you take some electrical current right. and you run it through a wire until it gets really hot. And in a light bulb's case, it also gets bright. Mm-hmm. And that's literally how like all electricity more or less works the same with various degrees of heat, you know, or, or, you know, treating that different current differently, mm-hmm. but it's all basically, that's it. That's an electrical circuit. So now like, let's make it a little more complicated. And instead of heating up a wire, we're going to run a very tiny amount through a chip mm-hmm. that then has logic gates that do various things, but it's no, you could build a logic gate using water sluice. Is this thing going to find the water sluice logic gate <laughs> and destroy it because it's going to freak out? I mean, it's like electronics is, is not some fucking mysterious thing. No, it's just, not and, and it's not that interesting but like people are like "Ooh, it's magic and yeah. It's, yeah fine it's magic you're well, right and, I mean, and that's what the monster wants to eat and because even... it's done finding your stupid like stoplights and well fire I mean, that hydrants was, that and was now the other it's thing is they, they were like it's like complex machines in proximity with um complex biological life oh right because it's designed then, to like kill. it's that is the that is the condition by which it decides to murder everything right right because this is this is going to be the the um the great filter right this is right the... <laughs> right yeah this is why this is why you don't have advanced civilizations because this nanobot thing eventually pops out and it's like nothing as prosaic as global warming no it's because they invented <laughs> some like or nuclear nanobot, like destructive snake thing thing yeah um, but yeah no so they they set it off and then and okay and the best part is after patrick wilson smashes that thing and then the nanobot thing is like well whatever um Halle Berry's like you could have just turned it off and i was like yeah yeah you could have just turned it off like is this what nasa is putting out there well i mean <laughs> like... at one point at one point like He's actually, uh, Sam has got his phone and he's taking pictures and they're like, oh my God, your phone, turn it off. He's like, well, but it's in like airplane mode. And I'm like, <laughs> yep. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, apparently this, this like nanobot thing is the reason why you can't have your phone on when the plane takes off. Yeah, absolutely. It, it will totally attack and destroy the entire plane because of the, the organic life next to the Complex electrical machinery, yeah. Magic box. Right. Yeah. It's all so wonderful. Yeah. So they so they get inside the mega structure and they of course are are immediately broken up and so Yeah. Which also is very much like the abyss. I mean I that's think that kind just... of what happens in the abysses, only it's underwater, mm-hmm. and they go into the spaceship, and it's it's almost exactly the same because it's like in this megastructure, there's a room with a couple of stairs up to a dais where that's where you hang out and talk to the alien in, or I don't know. I mean, I, why did why did they have this? What did they used to use for this room before we showed up and sat in it to talk to them? Like. Yeah, I don't know. It's a good question because that doesn't make any sense. None of it made any I sense. I think the I think the abyss is James Cameron. Yeah, I think you're right. Because um, so. he really liked his underwater um, stuff. Yeah, he does. Because you know, at, at at one point he was actually looking for a downed Navy nuclear sub, mm-hmm. and under the pretext of filming the movie, and that's how he got most of his funding for it. And they did eventually find the sub no shit really yeah 
Wow. And, then, and then he made the movie. Huh. Also. But that's what they were doing to hide from the Russians the fact that they had lost the sub. Really? Yeah. I that's think insane. It, I think it might have been Titanic, too. Like, wow. that's why he had access to all this really super expensive technology. And you're like, did he buy that for himself? Wow, that's very military-industrial complex, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, I think or it's... military entertainment complex industrial entertainment complex yeah. yeah which you know i think huh. i first became aware of um watching real genius because that was sure. all about the well or i mean or like i'm sorry what was it like iron eagle i mean that's <laughs> that's all that's all the israeli navy or in israeli air force isn't it uh it depends on the movie but yeah yeah right i mean that was that was amazing. I mean, there's a bunch of those movies that are just like, they're basically like advertisements for the military. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's how you get the military. To I think ba- gonna, Battleship, like, a bunch of Battleship was like straight up, I think, produced by one of the. Yeah. One I, of the. I think it might have been. One of the I, branches I of the, the military. Navy, right? Because I mean, one would, ho- one would hope, right? Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, so that was another great movie <laughs> that was in this movie. <laughs> I mean, woo. Anyway, so yeah, they they sort out their shit, and I I mean honestly, I don't even remember because like I do remember being really mad about Michael Pena dying because you knew he was marked yeah. for death. Well, because they it's were fine. they were all running for a tunnel that was going to have air in it for some reason. That was going to whatever. So they have all these like oxygen masks on, and they're running across this bridge, and then at some point he has to take his mask off and give it to somebody else, and then then Cax. Mm-hmm. And like at the time, you're like, oh, this is paving the way for Patrick Wilson to get back together with her. I and you know, I have to say, Which like, just sort of remarriage <laughs> plots just infuriate me. Yeah, they're so dumb. They're so bad. Um, yeah, but he also okay. So just and then and then the end. I don't know. And everybody's fine except for the whole world is fucked. I don't yeah. even know. Well, they destroy the AI. Power restored. The moon begins to return to its regular orbit. Mm-hmm. For why? No really good reason. Everybody gets back to Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, so, oh, yeah. And then it, then it ends very Matrix-like where, um, you know, there's a conversation with the architect, right? So it's like Sam ends up like, oh yeah, because Sam Sam got killed as a fully conscious like artificial, artificial dude entity now, and the the architect is like, oh, we have we have so much to do work or to do, and which is also kind of like like two thousand one where it's like the birth of the star child right at the end of it, you know, where yeah. it's sort of so. And, and if you liked two thousand one, you'll like you'll like that scene. Actually, you wouldn't like that scene. It's sort of dumb. <laughs> it's super dumb. It, it was totally there was there or was contact, so much contact, from contact is contact, actually yep. This is actually where it's like we are going to because he literally starts talking to his parent. He talks to his mom. Yeah, I've I've created an image that you'll understand, right? Which is what so that you're not scared she of looked, my. She what? talks to her dad because I mean, you know what they would really look like? Giant the devil. wheels within wheels with eyeballs on the outside and wings and on fire. Be not afraid. That's a seraphim. I know. Then they're aliens. Yeah, they're oh. totally aliens. Okay, but you know, and I totally called like the the whole contact thing when I was like, I bet the mega structure is going to be a bunch of wheels within wheels, and it's like, sure enough, that's what's it inside totally there. It totally was. It's like an orrery. Yeah, around a white dwarf because that's how they control the gravitational field. It's it's almost I'm exactly sorry, how how uh, Doc Ox. Um, th- that's that's how he he in Spider Man 
uh, Homecoming. Was it Homecoming that had Doc Ock? I it was Homecoming. I, I don't know. But that's how that's how he controlled his little artificial neutron star was was with the same kind of contraption. Uh, but I mean, the, it's like people really like those contraptions. None of those. None of that makes any sense though, because yeah. like the mass and like. No, no, no. There is no mass if you have. No. So like, picture a circle. <laughs> And then and then it's spinning like a gyroscope. Uh-huh. And then you have another circle inside that's spinning on a different axis inside it. And then another one spinning on a different axis inside. There uh, is no gravity at all. And and no mass? Mass is these No mass and no gravity at all. Okay. That's I mean Sure. The only reason the only way you could have a white dwarf even a little like a dwarf white you dwarf. You can't have a dwarf white dwarf. It's not possible. Okay. okay. Just because Ian said it wasn't possible. No, I mean, mean, you know what? You couldn't shrink it down smaller. I I didn't even need a fucking physicist to tell me that. Like, I knew that. Because the sun, you get a sun because you get enough mass that there's enough pressure on the inside for it to start doing fusion. You have to have an enormous, like, if you took Jupiter and added, I think, something like 30% more mass to it, it would ignite. But, like... It can't. Which it did in, in 2010. All right. Yeah. Space Odyssey. That's great. Too. But like, the year we make you have to put more mass and then Jupiter is like so big we can't even think about okay, it. Okay, but here's 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 what you're not taking into account. And, and you would know this if you'd read Who Built the Moon. <laughs> that you don't have any concentric circles spinning okay. around it to okay. make it all make sense. Okay, fair point. Because those are all electronics. Mm-hmm. Without organic matter, but electronics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's how it, it's magic. And that's how it works. Yeah, okay. Like this movie is 100% magic. Yeah, no, it really is. And because I, just... I don't understand how they got Halle Berry to, and Patrick Wilson. I don't understand how they got anybody to sign on to agree to do this movie. It just seems it really no wild. Sense. I mean, and just just to sort of like muse for a second, like I mean, there's something kind of um like antediluvian about um about Independence Day, right? Mm-hmm. Like where you know, there's this sort of I mean, the 90s were definitely very fantasyach fand millennium, right? Mm-hmm. Very like, you know, there's all of that like Paul of the end times hanging over everything. And so there's a lot of like kind of acting that out. Right. Right. Which is why independence day worked at the time, which is just like, Oh my God, we're so worried about this Y2K thing and blah, blah, blah. We're just going to, we're going to act it out so that we, you know, feel some sort of catharsis about it or whatever. Um, but then, you know, Y2K comes and goes and it's not really a big deal and nobody cares except that, um, you know, a not, a year later, a year and a half later, um, terrorists blow up the World Trade Center and suddenly blowing up landmarks in natural disaster films looks pretty crass. Yeah. And I Unless think... Unless it's Yellowstone and you're watching 2012. Right. No, and... It, but I just... I think it's kind of fascinating how, like, what, you know... Because that's his, that's his hallmark, is blowing shit up right. on a massive scale, yeah. right? I mean, the the day after tomorrow, I mean, it didn't blow up, but he, like, completely fucked up New York City with all of its major landmarks and, like, the library and the, you know, and you got the... Was that the st- one with the big tidal wave that mm, crashed through? No, that one, it's that like... That impact? 
Deep Armageddon. Impact or um, Armageddon both had a had remember. a had a comment. That one, like, I mean, that's the, the the nice thing about this movie was the giant. Like, if you want to see a giant moon crashing into the Earth, this does it a couple of different times. I'm not sure how physically that worked. No, I, but definitely. Yeah, I mean, I just like the concept of like the moon entering our atmosphere and like like what that would do to the planet. I mean, like I just sort of flashed to Ian yelling, this is not survivable over and over and over. Um, Anyway. But if it were survivable, it would look really cool. It would look really cool. So anyway, but I just think it's sort of fascinating to watch his career because, you know, you kind of come to this apex with, uh, you know, Independence Day and then this horrific things happen in real life. And then, you know, so then... He goes on to make 2012, which blows up a bunch of natural, you know, he blows up Yellowstone and right. he blows up whatever, stuff like that. Um, but I guess we're kind of back to, I mean, like, I don't I don't know how good a taste it is to do a tsunami after the one in Fukushima, right? I mean, like, Fine. is it? Is you it can totally do that if you want to. I guess. I just. I don't uh, know. I mean, I just, I feel like just because, like, Frank Herbert wrote Dune doesn't mean that he's not also capable of writing the Santa Roga barrier, you know? Oh, my God. Like, just just because Roland Emmerich can poop out Independence Day doesn't mean that he's not capable of moonfall. <laughs> no, it's true. Well, and also, I mean, I'm, I'm, like, all excited about Independence Day, but I can recognize its massive flaws. It's just, like... Yeah. It is definitely yeah, emblematic I mean, like, of its Moonfall time. Moonfall was enjoyable in the sense that it was so stupid that it was easy to make fun of. Like, right. people of all ages can make fun of this movie. It's just really easy to make fun yeah. of. Yeah. Although... And that's why it's fun to watch. I mean, I have to say, yeah. I mean, yeah. We obviously had a really good time. But yeah. I don't know that, like, half of it was the company we were with and how hilarious yeah. and I awesome mean, they are. Yeah, I mean, if you dig yourself up a physicist, check your local colleges. They may have physics departments. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can rent one, um, and and if the physicist has a really like intelligent and lovely wife who has a background in theater, and even better, really enjoys Colorado jokes. <laughs> yes, has a lot of Colorado jokes. I mean, you're really set for watching this, but yeah, no, it is it is really fun. I mean. I'm also going to say that, like, the relationships in this were not as good as, as Independence Day, which I think is sad in saying something. Yeah, no, these these were more on par with Y2K the movie. Oh, ow, burn. Ow. Speaking of dumb movies that had dumb subplots involving dumb family members doing dumb things. Yeah. And then ultimately not mattering at all to the plot whatsoever. No, because none of, none of, the, none of the, like, Chinese au pair or you know, deadbeat son. None of that mattered. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, I, I think it's like... <laughs> I, I think there was an actual news story recently that sort of sums up this movie, which is that it, in, in there was a Scandinavian country that had this huge tunnel that they were going to be using for um, some sort of emergency shelter or whatever. Um, it was Norway, probably, right? Because uh, they I have all remember. those tunnels. Yeah, but, but, but probably. Anyway, so the idea was that they would block off the ends and set up a bunch of beds. And so they did an emergency preparedness thing, and it took them like a week to set up. <laughs> and it's like, you know what? It took, it, it took like 24 hours just to get the doors closed. This is not survivable. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, so now it's just a tunnel. Yeah. There's a movie called The Tunnel. Made by, I believe, the Norwegians. 
Oh yeah. Which is about a bunch it's of horror. It's like it's another disaster film, but it's based on actually things that have happened in those Norwegian tunnels. Yeah. It's not bad. No, I mean, I feel like that was it was a pretty watchable movie. Yeah. Anyway, so this was uh I don't know. I mean, would you would you watch it again? Probably. I mean, I'd watch it just as soon as I forgot that I'd watched it in the first place. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like I have Oh my the... god. Halle Berry. Yeah. Patrick Wilson. I could totally What is that Moonfall? We should watch that. Yeah. No. I'm That I looks really interesting. I'm going to end up watching it again. Oh my god, we should watch it with Ian. That would be really fun. <laughs> <laughs> High, High five. five.